Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, where we get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for a little sports talk, as we will be talking a variety of things. Uh, we got a couple of fun little uh, thought exercises that we're going to be doing uh, on the podcast here. So we'll be talking a little baseball, a little hockey, and a little bit, maybe a little bit of NFL draft. Uh, you know, if I'm talking sports, you know I got Craig Needles with me here. How the heck are you, Craig? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing great, actually. It's uh, Well, a little bit of distressing news on the old uh, hockey circuit a couple hours before we decided to record, so I'll, I'll likely have a mini rant on that later uh, when we talk about it. But other than that, I am doing okay, I gotta say. All, all things considered, I, I'm, I'm surviving. I'm surviving. Um, so, we got a fun little thing that we've been planning. We've been talking about doing this for a while. And um, there was a baseball writer who who used to kind of do this so we're kind of stealing this concept from from this particular baseball writer who i'm not going to name because it turns out this guy was a complete asshole which uh yes. which sucked for a variety of reasons a because he was my favorite baseball writer and i bought all of his books and and i i, I really enjoyed the way he, he he wrote things and and uh the fact that he was a big Simpsons fan and, and, and would do this particular exercise that, that we're about to do. But uh, I, I, I feel no shame in saying that I'm flat out stealing this concept because uh, the, the, the person in question... Yeah, it, it's a super fun idea and the person in question doesn't deserve to have it. So here we are. What you and I are going to do is come up with who we think would be the starting nine for the Springfield Isotope softball team if Mr. Burns were to use ringers in the year of 2021. Uh, where does Homer at the Bat rank for you on all-time Simpsons episodes, Craig? Because for me, I, I, we've talked about hammering out our top tens on this podcast for a while, too, and we've just never been quite able to do it. But I think Homer at the Bat is is, is number one for me all-time in far, as far as okay, Simpsons I think episodes it's go. Okay, ten for me, but back half of the top ten. Okay, yeah. That's fine, and you've always been like to call it college episode by Conan O'Brien's always been your number college one, hasn't it? Is, is top. Uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, over my over the years I've uh, moved that to number two, mm-hmm. and last exit to Springfield is number one. Last, I remember, and this would have been like ten years ago when we were talking about doing this. Last exit to Springfield, I think, when we were to power rank everything, last exit to Springfield, I think, was like two or three on everybody we talked to's list. I'm pretty sure that's the greatest Simpsons episode of all time, wire to wire, honestly. That's that a, generally, that, that would, if, if, the, if the general public of Simpsons fans were voting, I mm-hmm. think that would be number one. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. It would not be everybody's number one, but it would finish no. high on the best, the, the, the largest number of ballots. Yeah, I just, in the, in the quick straw poll that we did, it basically went, everybody picked their favorite episode, their personal favorite episode is number one. Which, you know, tend to be some of the usual suspects. Homer goes to college, Cape Fear, uh, um, Heretic, I think. Homer the people. Heretic, Homer at the Bat, yeah, Margin Chains is a really good one. Um, and then everybody had either two or three Last Exit to Springfield. So it was like, you, you put your personal favorite, then you put Last Exit to Springfield twice, and then you build the rest eight, eight in your top ten, however you wanted to, right? Like, it's kind of it. But yeah, Last Exit to Springfield, probably the best wire to wire episode. Of, of the Simpsons all time. I, I have Homer at the bat as my number one. And uh, it, it's just, man, so good. I, and somebody, it's not, and maybe we'll do a different podcast, but last exit to Springfield, there mm-hmm. isn't a frame or a line of dialogue that's wasted. No, I that's, think yeah. I think oh. it's the best. It's the best TV episode anyone's ever written. I really it, believe that. It, 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 just, it, it damn sure might be. Yeah. It's so good. For those of you who don't know, that is the episode where Homer becomes president of the union, which has, you know, classic yeah. lines like, dental plan, Lisa needs braces, and, and, uh, all that. And Homer doing the whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. Homer, it's... did you find the bathroom okay? <laughs> yeah. 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 Burns is best, Burns is yeah. best episode easily with the, like, you know, him, him, you know, doing the Grinch thing at the end. When he, oh, God. I, I just, I gotta get off it now. Otherwise, I'm just gonna start quoting that episode. The best bit of the episode might be when Mr. Burns and Smithers are yes. going to the area to turn off. Uh, oh, for uh, God's sake! Yeah. <laughs> the, let's go through all these security measures, and there's the dog with the screen door falling off. <laughs> yes. the dog out of there. Like, so oh, that is fucking, so good. That I could so live good. a thousand years, and I will never write a joke that funny. Like, holy yeah. God. Yeah. So absolutely brilliant. So... Uh, you and I each have our starting nine for the Springfield Isotopes yes. in 2021, and we're we're gonna go through this. And I should say, the 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 criteria for this is not necessarily, or at least how I approached it. I'm not sure how you approached it. It's not necessarily who is the best player in the game at this particular position. Sometimes that's the tiebreaker. But you also got to think about 
who would be fun to see as a, like which major leaguer would be fun to see drawn as a Simpsons character? Uh, which one might bring personality, which is tough in 2021 because the 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 the, the greatest player in in baseball and and by, by metrics maybe the greatest player to ever you know lace up a pair of cleats and pick up a bat is currently playing in the NF in the MLB. Sorry. Um, but you know he's not exactly super marketable because he's he's not in an outgoing crazy personality. Yeah. I'm speaking, of course, of Mike Trout. Um, but like, yeah, you you, you got to think about this in terms of who would be fun and and also who might particularly be down to do what some of the jokes are with the Simpsons. Because if you remember famously, there's a deleted concept for the Homer at the Bat episode um, where. I think Jose Canseco, the the original reason for why he couldn't make it to the game was, uh, or the original joke they had written for for why he couldn't make it to the softball game was he was supposed to be uh, sleeping with Mrs. Krabappel. And then I guess whoever Jose Canseco was with at the time nixed that idea, and instead they ended up writing an even better joke of, of him being like, the dryer goes on the right, and having to constantly run into the burning I play piano! <laughs> like, imagine that, and be like, alright, we've got this great joke, well, screw it, we'll just write an even better joke! And then, just like, God, so good. So you you, you, you want to think of which stuff of like... The, which of the eight disappearances, by the way, is the funniest for you? The Ozzy Smith one for me, because like, what yeah. is what is that guy's business? business plan i don't get it. like what is that what is the business plan of the man who runs the springfield I mystery spot money and that no one can complain because they've already gone into the springfield mystery <laughs> i spot. guess so but there's, like, no, there's no it must be nothing to set up this tent so every time someone goes in there i guess but there's also no word of mouth because everybody who goes into the mystery spot <laughs> you know like ends up in an entered extra plane i just love how they have the shot of ozzy smith going into the into the tent and then the guy just smiles and then yeah that's all we see yeah yeah. And Ozzy Smith probably had the best line read of the entire episode with, Ah! Cool! Ah! <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, what a great episode. So what do you say we go in order of uh, of, of player position here? So starting off... batting order, but we can go in position if you, you want. You want to go batting order? Yeah, no, 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 no. Let's do positions because that way we'll both be like suggesting the same guys because we could have done our order in any number of ways for this. Exercise. Yeah, sure, sure. So I, I just went one to nine with a pitcher. So we're technically going by National League rules here, I guess. So there's no, no, no DH because there's not I really also, DH. I also did National League rules because that's what yeah. they did in Homer at the Bat. Like, even though, like, Clemens, despite the fact that he was not hitting as an American League pitcher, probably would have been the ninth best hitter on that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, first up, who do you have as the ace of the Springfield Isotopes pitching uh, in the one spot for uh, for, the, for the 2021 Springfield now, Isotopes, Greg? This is not the guy who I think is the best pitcher in baseball. This is mm -hmm. not the guy who I think... I think it's the guy that, that you could, like, do the most stuff with from a conceptual point of view as far as how the episode worked. You probably did the same thing as me. I did Shohei Otani from Los Angeles. Oh, that is great. I like Otani. That is – oh, I like that from a baseball uh, concept either because as well because he hits as well. Like he, he is the first guy to in, – in, well, in, in, to do it well anyway, to, to hit and pitch well. Shohei Otani, that's great. You also get the diversity. That's that's a great diversity pick as well too with the, Shohei yeah. Otani. There's also the, like you know Shohei Otani is from Japan, and I, I think that the way you you would you would run the joke just based on how he is as a baseball player mm -hmm. is it would be like a Johnny Carson in the Krusty gets canceled type of joke where oh this guy can do every single thing amazingly type of thing. I think that's yeah. how you run the joke, but yeah, that is so good. I. For my pitcher, Craig, I went uh, with a heavy dose of chaotic energy here. I went with uh, starting pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers, not the one you're thinking of. I picked Trevor Bauer as, as my yeah, pitcher. Yeah, no, I, and I understand how that, like, I understand how you can make some jokes out yeah. of it. I don't know if Trevor Bauer has much of a sense of humor about himself. It's Fair. Uh, that That is a deterrent. <laughs> yeah, that is a deterrent. But uh, but Trevor Bauer is also one of those guys who, to me, I think, uh, like, to me, if, if he's not a an old-school Simpsons fan, I would be stunned based on the fact that he's, you know, just the way he tweets about Star Wars and stuff like that, I'd be stunned if he wasn't an, an old-school Simpsons fan. And to me, he Trevor Bauer also has the thing of a guy who's like, 
you know, hey, Trevor, we made this joke for you. And he'll be like, yeah, great, whatever you need. This is awesome. I'm just, you know, like, happy to be on The Simpsons here. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm like, this is is great. Write whatever you want about me. Make it worse, right? Like, I don't know. Like, maybe maybe you're right. He doesn't have a sense of humor. And here's the thing, like, because, like, obviously the jokes would be something about him being on, you know, 4chan or doing some, like, weirdo (laughs) alt-right thing or something. Exactly. That's how you would write the jokes. Like, but that would be... Maybe he cuts himself on a drone right before the game. I don't know. That's I don't know. That's probably a little unrealistic, but I don't know. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like uh, <laughs> nine mishaps. <laughs> Good. All right, let's uh, round out the second half of our battery. Craig, who's catching for the 2021 Springfield Isotopes? Uh, I uh, I went back and forth on this a little bit, but uh, decided that I was going to go with Yachty or Molina. Yeah, all right, so we're, we we lined up here. Me too. I I too went with uh, Mister Two K today, who who as as we squeak uh, played his two thousandth Major League Baseball game today. Uh, I, I just don't see how. I mean, you, you got that veteran presence. Molina's hilarious. It it just he, he's still great. And it yeah, just, I, and yeah. I think that you have like, there's got to be some unwritten rules joke in there about someone doing yep. a bat flip and him him freaking out about it with some <laughs> someone on his own team does a bat flip, which we'll get to later in this. <laughs> I think we will too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I think that yeah, I, I went with Yada or Molina. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, uh, first baseman for the 2021 Springfield Isotopes. Who you got, Craig? I'm from Canada, eh? Yes! Two in a row, baby! <laughs> Freddie Freeman. Absolutely. You gotta have Freddie Freeman. National League MVP. There's no way the two Canadians weren't gonna put the, uh, put, put the Canadian MVP and, like, he's the best first baseman in the game right now, right? And it's not close? Absolutely. Yeah. Although, I guess there's a guy making a case right now for the Toronto Blue Jays, but we'll get to that in a minute. Very excited for that. All right, uh, who's in the... Well, that's going well. (laughs) Yeah, that's going very well. Uh, Who's in the two-hole for you at second base? Uh, At second base, you know, I I, I went back and forth on this. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, this is one where there there wasn't someone that that jumped out to me as this is the guy, so I I went DJ LeMayhew. Yeah, okay. Perhaps he could have committed an unsolved series of murders in New York. <laughs> That's not bad. I like. I had him. I, I went with someone else over over DJ LeMayhew, but I like that pick. You get that Yankees. You, you, you figure you want to get at least one Yankee on there, maybe at least just for the uh, for the. You I, probably I, 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 like yeah, the, the obvious spot for a Yankee is right field, mm-hmm. but I didn't go with a Yankee for right field. So. No, I didn't either. Uh, which. Uh, We'll get obviously we'll get to that, but uh, yeah, D, you went with DJ Mayhew. I like that. That way we get one Yankee in there. He's he's you know he's a freaking American League batting champion, so that's not a bad pick at all. And and he, he's just great. I went with Kettle Marte. I just like Kettle Marte. Sure. So so you just I like his style, like his presence. Although I kind of like I'm probably getting a little bit uh, um, from from my next kind of guy. What uh, what uh, we would get from Kettle Marte. But yeah, I just, I, I like Kettle Marte, but DJ LeMahieu, I have, I have no qualms about that whatsoever. Uh, do you have LeMahieu leading off in your uh, fake batting order? Or? Uh, yes, I do. You do? Yeah, so, uh, yeah. All right, I got a guess as to who I think is hitting second for you, but we'll, we'll get to him later. Uh, who's playing third base for you, Craig? I see, this is another one where I'm like, oh, I don't see an obvious, like, mm-hmm. uh, guy to put in there. Uh, I just because I thought it'd be fun. Josh Donaldson, Minnesota Twins. Okay, that's not bad. I, I like Josh Donaldson. Hey, he's he's got that thing. It'd be funny to draw him. I I you know I think Josh Donaldson a great reason for the same reason I I went with my particular third baseman in that I think Josh Donaldson would make a great Simpsons character like just yeah. a drawing in the sense that you could have Josh Donaldson take off his his helmet and then just have a crazy hairstyle because. That was a thing throughout his tenure with the Toronto Blue Jays, and uh, I assume he continued that a little bit. Um, for a very similar reason, I went with Justin Turner of the Los Angeles Dodgers at third base, just because I think I just because I think it would be great to just have that big old like. I mean, the phrase "ginger assassin" has been popularized by uh, by the PBA over the last couple of days. But uh, you know that that would uh, the, I think drawing Justin Turner just with the big red beard and the bit and the long red hair just as a as a Simpsons character, I think would would be a lot of fun. So so for that reason, I, I went with Justin Turner and, uh, as my third baseman for the Springfield Isotopes. Uh, who you got? Runner uh... up for third base, by the way. Sorry, who did you have? Manny Machado was my runner-up. That's not bad. That's not bad. I like Manny Machado. Uh, who you got at shortstop, Craig? 
This was a no. Chicago yeah, no brainer. No brainer. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, how do you, like, uh, yeah, I know. Fernando Tatis Jr. is probably the second best baseball player in the world. Whatever. Tim Anderson's playing short for me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you just have to, like, Tim Anderson slides perfectly into the Ken Griffey Jr. role of, yeah. uh, like, from the from the Simpsons episode of just being, like, you know, he can just say, he's just going to say cool shit and just be yeah. cool. And he's and just. Like, couldn't, couldn't one of the misfortunes be Anderson and Molina have a fight after Anderson does a bat flip and a softball game? <laughs> yeah. Like, couldn't that absolutely. be, like, two of the misfortunes right there? Yeah, there you go. It's so perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. I love it so much. Tim Anderson would absolutely be willing to be. Be part of that i think yadier molina probably would not be but that's just <laughs> i love it all right so we got three we got three out of the out of the six so far that's pretty uh pretty good to, to, all right to me if you're doing this and being honest about it there's like any and any answer for shortstop other than tim anderson i think is a lousy answer i think so too I, like if you had said tatis i'm like okay uh yeah i get it but it's it's for me it's it's absolutely tim anderson and then you obviously agree with me uh who you got in left field craig uh, left field, I'm cheating a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but I think he can handle left field. Mookie Betts, L.A. Dodgers. Okay, all right, all right. You, uh, yeah, you. That's definitely a little bit of a curveball, but I'm fine with that. I like that too, because yeah, uh, I like. I already had. Uh, I got Justin Turner as my Dodger. I like that you went with Mookie Betts to get one of the L.A. Dodgers in there, so that's that's good. I, yeah, Mookie is dope. I I I went with a more traditional left fielder. And in the same vein of, because I didn't get uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., I went with this particular man. I went with Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals because yeah. I want that. I want that 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 young up and coming presence of a, of a, of a, a the the hot new rookie. Um, that is uh, that is dope. Yeah. So I, so I went with uh, Juan Soto as the uh, as as my left fielder. But I like I like your. Your your curveball of of putting Mookie Betts in left field. What a luxury! What a luxury Mr. Burns would have being able to put Mookie Betts in left field, right? Well, if you're paying a million dollars for one game, that's <laughs> <Yeah, it's> true. <laughs> well, it's a pay cut, but what the hell? Sounds like fun. <laughs> oh man! All right, who's in center field for you, Craig? Like Mike Trout. Like what yeah. Are yeah, exactly. I I have Mike Trout too. The only reason you would not pick Mike Trout is. For for this particular thing is is does Mike Trout have the personality to to do a Maybe voice on the Simpsons episodes? Like Trout though, yeah. Like remember, remember that you know that that boring James Milner account like from the you know the the, the Premier League soccer player the the boring Sean Monahan account that someone from the Flames <laughs> ran a few years ago. Yes, like yeah. that's that's how that, that's how you build the joke around Mike Trout is. That's true. Like, you know that's at least that's what I would do. But. Yeah, that's a brilliant. That's a brilliant idea. I like that. But yeah, it's 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 got to be Mike Trout. If, if we if we were just going traditional and I didn't pick Mike Trout for uh for like I ultimately picked Mike Trout because again, like you said, what the hell would we be doing here if we're not picking Mike Trout in center field? But uh, Mookie Betts was going to be my other one just because Mookie yeah. Betts would have had the more the personality to the Simpsons. But I'm like, we got to go with Mike Trout. Um, now this is the one that I think now, here's, the, here's the if you're not going Mike Trout and you're looking yeah. for a way to build a joke. Mm-hmm. Center fielder would be George Springer. Now, would he want to be involved in the way I'd like to build the joke? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Some shenanigans with the 2017 Houston Astros. Yeah. Well, that would be like, I think if you're going to do that, you put Altuve at second base, right? Instead yeah, of, DJ, instead of think, LeMahieu think or Melorte. I think you have Spring, might have Springer be more willing to joke about it because he's not in the team anymore. True. By the way. I thought too hard about this, but yeah. By the way, if, if the Houston Astros never cheat, Jose Altuve is is a lock to be the second baseman of the of the Springfield Isotopes, right? Uh, I think it would probably be him. It would yeah. probably be him, but I don't think anyone like cares to see that guy. So no, I know. <laughs> this is I'm talking about in the alternate universe where they never yeah, cheat, yeah, yeah. Well, right? Like, happened, where I in the alternate, yeah, there's like there's also the alternate universe. Like, yeah, I think he's absolutely the second baseman for this team. But mm-hmm. there's the alternate universe where I don't think Jose Altuve would be a lock Hall of Famer at this point, but he mm-hmm. would be close. Yeah. If that scandal never uh, – and and now I think that, like, the chances of him getting in are 0%, right? It's yeah. Just, it's no way. Going they, to Pete Rose isn't in, right? Like, there's yeah. – there's yeah, Pete yeah. – if yeah, right? And, like, Pete I, Rose I mean, still isn't in. That, that people say, like, oh, yeah, we should – and look, I think that Bonds and, 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 and Clemens should be in. Mm-hmm. Um Pete Rose uh, should I, be in, for God's that, sake. Pete, Pete yeah. Rose and Joe Jackson might be the line for me because I think that what the, the, I think the offenses are different for them mm-hmm. compared to some of the other guys. But 
if the voters are not going to let Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds in, I just don't understand how they'll ever let Jose Altuve. Yeah, no, absolutely not. And I don't think it's going to be a push for him either. Because, like, with Bonds and Clemens, at least there's a bunch of people like, oh, these guys are some of the best players ever. Of course they should be in. Mm -hmm. But if you look at Haltuve and you're thinking to yourself, all right, do we have to throw out, like, his two best seasons, his three best seasons? What are we tossing out in the garbage here? Then there's no case anymore. So it just is, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, I think he may wind up being the only guy on the 2017 Astros whose Hall of Fame case gets destroyed. Like, Verlander's getting in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but, well, he did too much in Detroit before that. Yeah, that, that, and you further know. than that, yeah. the, cheating, like, the cheating helps him get a couple of wins, but it's not like they improved that improved his stats at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, Verlander's still getting in, but I think the only other guy on that team or the question, like, hey, is this guy getting into the Hall of Fame, yes or no, was Altuve, and now the answer is a queer, clear, unequivocal no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pete Rose, for me, comes down to whether or not you think he bet on games that he played in. And he's been on a – yeah, he's he's unequivocally denied now, you know, Pete Rose is not – I don't don't know if I believe Pete Rose. Fair. Now, but what I do believe with Pete Rose is Pete Rose is the type – Pete Rose isn't the type of guy that would throw a baseball game, though, you know, right? And if Pete Rose did bet on games he played in, he damn sure bet on himself, right? and if you, if, yeah, I yeah. bet on the Reds too. Now the argument, of course, there is: Hey, are you like not care? Are you managing your bullpen in a way that you don't care whether you lose tomorrow because you have to win today? And if Fair. you're doing that, yeah. like, you know, like, are we crossing lines there? I just, I think it's murky enough that I. That's understand true. I didn't think of it like that. Yeah, I didn't. I never thought of it like that. I always just thought of it like Pete Rose wouldn't bet on himself to lose. Yeah. That's not how Pete Rose thinks, yeah. right? Like, like you're yeah. thinking to yourself. But obviously, bullpen management's different now than it uh, mm-hmm. was then. But if you're thinking to yourself, like, okay, would would Pete Rose have like, okay, like I'm I'm bringing in all my best relievers here, even if it's going to leave my bullpen empty for tomorrow because I bet on us to win today and I need that win. Like, mm-hmm. then where are we at? You know what I mean? Like, it, so I I think that. There's an argument, like, to me, there's no way Jackson should be. And I understand that he probably didn't throw the World Series. Like, yeah. I understand that, that, like, if you look at the numbers, you're like, wow, this guy mm-hmm. threw the World Series. He sucked at it. Um, but at the same time, like, we know he took money from people to throw the World Series. So that's it. You're done. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rose, I, I know it was a little more complicated than that. But I, I just, I, I understand when people say, nah, sorry, you can't get in, Pete. I, I'm not that way with Bonds and Clemens, but I am that way with <laughs> It's also so crazy because like Tim Raines is in, and Tim Raines openly admitted that he never slid feet first because he didn't want to break the vials of cocaine he kept in his black pocket, back pocket, Craig, while he was playing. While he was playing. Yes. <laughs> like, like, what are we doing here? <laughs> this is nuts. Oh, baseball. Oh, god, the baseball hall of fame. <laughs> what a what a thing that is. All right, one final position left. Who you got in right field for the 2021 Springfield Isotopes, Craig? This is to me in the Tim Anderson. Uh... Tim mm. Anderson, love. this is, of course, the guy. It's Bryce Harper. Yes! Oh, okay. I, I thought we might have deferred from this. This, this to me, was honestly the easiest pick of the uh, of yeah. the of the list. Now, is Bryce Harper the best right fielder in baseball right now? Probably not. I'd have to take a look at the, at the list. But, like, he's still Bryce Harper. He's still probably the most marketable guy in the game. And he's still got the hair. You, now he'd be able, you'd be able to pull off some great jokes with him. I think exactly. You, there'd be so many great jokes. There'd be the, like whatever the Simpsons writers would be able to come up with for why. There's just an, an endless treasure trove of reasons you can give Bryce Harper to not be able to make that game, right? Like it just, oh, so brilliant, so brilliant. Now, which actually brings me to this thing, now, Craig. There's gonna be someone that punches out Barney in a bar. It's Bryce Harper, right? <laughs> yeah, true. Like, if yeah. someone's doing that, it's probably him. Yeah. Now, who would – let me ask you a question. Is this something that the Simpsons – like, should the Simpsons every year – maybe not every year, maybe every five years to give it a chance to uh, to, to get a little bit fresher. But should the Simpsons every five years just kind of redo that episode beat for beat, but just maybe update the reasons why the players can't make it to the game and update the roster? Yep. I think they should. Yeah. Um, to hear who my second right fielder was. Who was your second right fielder? This is like getting very baseball meta and like Twitter meta. Mm-hmm. But imagine if if your second right fielder was Nick Castellanos from the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, Craig. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's it's just too easy because it'd be like. Yeah. <laughs> 
we got a 4 nothing ball game. Yeah, oh my god. I'm sorry, I was trying real hard. I couldn't rack my brain for the best, like, Simpsons reference. Like, it would be like, Mo Sislak. Yeah, I, like, I was just picturing, like, Mo Sislak going, or like... Oh, man. I, well, I, maybe it was like Hank Azaria with all the controversy yeah, yeah, around the Hank Apu Azaria character, right? Yeah. And then yeah. gets one out, and Hank Azaria is fired, and he says the last thing he says into the microphone. Is, yeah. Man, we gotta yeah. And, there you go. and he's okay. like, and I've decided to retire the Apu character because of, and a fly ball to the left field by Castellanos, <laughs> 4 nothing Reds. <laughs> oh, God. So good. So good. We did it. We got there. So yeah, I like that. This is, this is something we're going to try to make this like an annual thing around the, uh, beginning of baseball time and see how the, uh, see, see how the, the, it changes kind of from year to year as to far as who, who's going to be the, uh, on, on the Springfield isotopes. But there it is. Craig and Matt's 2021 version of, of the Springfield isotopes. Um, shall we transition off of this into a little bit of actual baseball talk? Let's, uh, let's, let's talk about our Toronto Blue Jays right now, Craig. Uh, um, six and six, they, uh, Bo Bichette walked off the, uh, a few hours ago before we recorded this, uh, Bo Bichette walked off the New York Yankees down in Dunedin with a, an absolutely insane home run in terms of, like, it wasn't insane in terms of, you know, like he crushed it like a thousand feet or anything like that, but it was just the swing was so terrible. And when it came, like it, it was so weird. It was outside. It looked like he topped it, and then all of a sudden Buck was going, "Get up, ball! Get out of here!" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, cause like also ju- or not Judge, but uh, who plays center field for them right now? It's it's uh, it was Hicks, yeah. Thing. When when Hicks was going, like I he's going for like a slow jog. I yeah, I was gonna be fly out. And then yeah. Back, he's going back. I'm like, oh. And then he gets to the warning track. I'm like, is the game over? Because like, yeah. the way that, you're right. The way that Bichette swung at the ball, you're thinking to yourself, well, it's a fly out to center. And you like, but as soon as Hicks gets to the warning track, you're like, well, I didn't think the ball was gonna go this far. <laughs> no, and, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Oh God, what a what a beauty. What an absolute beauty. Oh, so good. Um, so how do we feel about the J? It's it's kind of a tale of. Uh, uh, like the first series was promising, and then the second series was less so, and then the, the you know, the, or sorry, the, the middle two series less so, and then so basically it was just like the two series against the Yankees, they've looked good, and then against everybody else, they've kind of looked trashy, except for that one yeah. game where they dusted the Angels like fourteen nothing. But that was a no effing way game for the I Angels. Thing though, it, it was it was a no effing game for them. What I will say mm-hmm. is this: what did I want to see early on? Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to see someone who's not Ryu in the starting rotation pitch well. Mm-hmm. Mats has been doing that. Mm-hmm. Mats has been pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to see that the the refocused and c- killing the ball version in the spring that we saw of Vlad is real. Uh, we yes. have no reason to not believe that. I think he's been the second best hitter in the American League, other than mm-hmm. Byron Buxton. I think they've been the top two. And like, well, I'll, I'll look at some numbers, but the the the, the point stands that uh, yeah, they're uh, that that's been good. I think Bichette, obviously, is, is, is all of a sudden he's red hot, so that's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Springer hasn't been in a game yet, and they're still doing okay. So uh, it'd be nicer if the, if, the, if the record was better than 6-6, six and six, obviously. But um, no one in the American League other than Boston is really killing it so far. So there you go. Boston's won nine in a row, which is a big yeah. That's our lives. Um, so yeah, they're 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 doing okay. I'm uh, I'm feeling good. Feeling good. That that's gonna stop though. This this Boston thing is. I mean, they got the Boston thing is weird because they got completely manhandled. It's just baseball. It, it's what a grind baseball is. Even friggin' 10, 12 games into the season, right? Because they got absolutely chunked in the first three games by the Baltimore Orioles, who by all accounts are one of the worst teams in the league, and. Then they just went on a nine-game winning streak, uh, all with the games pretty much outside of the division, though, I'm pretty sure. Um, but, yeah, that's 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 kind of going to stop. Because I, I just I look at their rotation, and I'm just like, ah, there's no way. Because, I mean, like, like, you know, like Nady Evaldi, we know what he is, right? And, and, uh, and Rodriguez is great, and it's a great story that he's back after what he went through last year. But, you know, he's... he's if he's the best pitcher in your rotation, you're you're probably not going to win like eighty. You're probably not going to win ninety games, right? I think that's unlikely. Now the thing is, we've seen lousy Red Sox teams do that before, but true. I don't think we're doing that again this time. So yeah, 
That, that, that magic will run out, I suspect. Yeah. There was that weird, what was it, the, the weird 2013? The Red Sox won the title in 2000, they won it in like 2013 or 14, uh, where yeah. I was just like, this the, was the, the... The 2013 Red Sox, if you look at the year before and after. That was against the, the Cardinals, right? Uh, yeah, they be, yeah. The 2013 Red Sox are amongst the, I would say, stupidest World Series champions. It's just if you look yeah. at... If you, like the the totality of what that group did the season before and the season after, like that. Yeah, was and the, the roster. You just look at the names on the roster, and it's like, what? Really? <laughs> like, washed mm-hmm. up Pedroia and 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 Ortiz were, were doing this, and then it's just their bullpen was just fantastic. But also, like the Tigers blew the ALCS against them in spectacular fashion. I remember that because that that was the best Tigers team, and they had that like four nothing lead where. They had the four nothing lead in the eighth, and then I think uh, David Ortiz hit like a grand slam, and <laughs> in like game two or three, and you're yeah. like, "Well, this series is over," or something like that, right? It wound up being six, but yeah, yeah, uh, that is uh, exactly what wound up happening, and uh, that sucked. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of weird though, because we like. If you look at the overall totality of the Blue Jays, what did we expect when we went into the season? Well, we expected, with the exception of Ryu, that everybody everybody else in the rotation kind of was going to suck. And then the, that the bats were just going to rake. And, you know, with the exception of, like, Vladdy and Bichette, bats haven't exactly been raking, and the pitching's been pretty damn decent <laughs> out of nowhere. Like, and I, I love the way anytime they flash a Vladdy Guerrero stat, and this lets you know how how effing good Mike Trout is. Anytime they flash a good Vladdy Guerrero stat, they're like, okay, we need to understand how good Vladdy is, so we're going to put his stats next to what Mike Trout is currently doing and being like, look, they're very similar. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, oh, oh, God, I love it. It's so good. Is, uh, second in the American League in walks. Uh, mm-hmm. Guerrero is, I think, third in the American League in adjusted mm-hmm. OPS. He's tied with Trout for first with times on base. Like, mm-hmm. he's, he's doing pretty good. Now, this is all obviously early in some of these advanced yeah. metrics. It's hard to really capture what's going on. That being said, um, and I know it's early, uh, mm-hmm. but if Byron Buxton continues to have a 347 OPS plus, I know he won't, but give me a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he continues to have that, Byron Buxton will have the greatest uh, value season in the history of Major League Baseball because uh, the defense and the base running was already pretty good. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, he's yeah, oh, yeah, he's so good. Twins are weirdly five and seven though. What's up with that? Yeah, I know they're, they're getting stuff going. Like, the pitching's been terrible. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, and then the Indians are six and four because they just got like Shane Bieber just goes out there every five days, and it's like I'm going to win a game. I don't care. We're not going to score any runs, and we're I'm still going to get this W. And they're going to be like, how you get? Savali has two. Uh, Two starts where he went into the seventh inning in both of them uh, and allowing two runs, I think, in both of them. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it turns out, like, you know, we, we, we talk about, uh, like, you know, Pittsburgh with their wingers. Like, oh, yeah, they just go into EA Sports and create a player and find a guy yeah. that's good. And the Pittsburgh Steelers with wide receivers do the same thing in the NFL. Cleveland pitchers. <laughs> starting pitchers. In, in yeah. <laughs> it's oh, truly. Yeah. We, just, we created a guy. Oh, yeah. His, here, here's, here's what's going to be funny. His last name's the same as Justin Bieber. Anyway, he's great. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Shane. B- that's, yeah, Shane Bieber does sound like a creative character. God, you're right. That's, that sounds like a creative character. He 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 pitched nine shutout innings yesterday and almost didn't get the W because they had it was zero zero and they had to go to the to the flipping tenth. Greg, where the Indians finally scored in the top half of the 10th, and he ended up getting credit for the W. If you ever wonder, just in case you need evidence that pitcher Ws are, are a stupid effing stat that nobody should ever talk about, but, like, like Bieber, nine shutout innings, and then because they scored in the 10th, he was able to get a W. But, like, God. Oh, so good. Good to see the Angels at the top of the... Uh, even though, you know, some of those wins came at the expense of our Blue Jays, it's good to see the Angels... At- even though we keep saying it's early at the top of the AL West, because uh, Shohei Otani, be cool. yeah, It'd be so cool awesome. If they were competitive. It would be cool. If yeah, just that. play, just Mike Trout in the playoffs, please. Like I don't yeah. think I'm asking a lot. What, what? Here's a crazy idea: Mike Trout and Shohei Otani playing important September baseball games. True. Yeah. We haven't got that either. So no. Like, yeah. Like, oh. Trout has been in the playoffs, right? But it was like six, seven yeah. years ago or something like that, what? right? Like, 2014, they got swept. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, come on. Like, like Mike Trout playoff games, please. You know, it's it's just it's got to happen. Uh, the Mets are at the top of the NL East, even though they've played about seven games less than the rest of the division with their four and three record. Oh mercy. Um, I don't know what is going up with the Brewers and the Cubs, but the Brewers keep throwing at Willie Contreras. Have you seen that stat, Craig? 
Yes, that's bizarre. I don't understand. That's so weird. I mean, I don't, like, if you watch all of the clips, I think it was John Boy or whatever who runs that really great Twitter account, and he was like, here's all the clips of Willie Contreras, because he's been hit by, like, in games against the Brewers, he's been hit in, like, eight of the last 12 games or something like that, which is obscene in baseball. And then he got hit again yesterday, and it was just like, what is happening? I don't, I don't get this. It just seems like the thing is, okay, just pitch him high and tight. But they're just coming in too tight, and they keep hitting him every time. And at a certain point, he's got to be like, okay, this has got to stop. Like, these guys hit me every time I play them, right? And it's like, jeez, I don't, I don't know. So weird. Uh, anything else you want to discuss as far as baseball goes in this, this early, early season? Uh, I think we're good for uh, the 12 or 13 games, whatever it has been, uh, the teams have played. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be happy to know that the uh, <laughs> that the Tampa Bay Rays called up some young left-hander today, and he went five shutout innings or something like that before they yanked him out of the Speaking game. Speaking of trade player teams. Yeah, classic them, classic them. Some guy named Josh Fleming, I think they were like, oh, we'll just call up this kid, and he went five shutout innings <laughs> against Texas, but still, you know. It's, the Rays one is usually, like, a guy who, like, plays all, like, three infield positions. Like, that's their usual creative player guy, but yeah. True, yeah, that's also true. Yeah, he plays right. third, short. Anyway, he's, yeah. got a, he's got a 422 on base. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and we're batting him seventh. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just madness. All right. Um, so that is it for the baseball. What do you say we talk a little NHL uh, draft uh, or not draft? Sorry, a little a little NHL uh, trade deadline. Uh, trade deadline call, happened a couple days ago. Uh, wasn't exactly a you know it, it wasn't exactly a, a, a it was good. It was good. It, it better than better than we usually get. Uh, wasn't exactly a burn burner. It, it, the weirdest thing, obviously, was the the Taylor Hall trade to Boston for forty cents on the dollar. Although because it's Taylor Hall, if you look at Taylor Hall's numbers, probably more like seventy five cents on the dollar. And then, um, but it happened at like weirdly at midnight with no reason to do it at that well, particular so hour. Reporting, reporting on that has uh, let us in on what, what may have gone on there. Yeah. Where it looked as though the teams that were in on it were St. Louis, uh, Boston. I think Vegas is in on it. Obviously, they would have needed to do some crazy retention stuff, but Vegas was in on it. And um, uh, there's another Western Conference team. Either way, there, there, there are a few teams that were in on it. Mm-hmm. But at some point in the process... Taylor Hall said, "You know what? I'm going to go to yeah. Boston." So yeah, I think no, no <laughs> trade clause having Taylor Hall. So Pierre LeBrun, I believe, tweeted that the Sabers had better offers for Taylor Hall, mm-hmm. but Taylor Hall wasn't willing to go to those places. Which, if you're Taylor Hall, you sign that one year deal, knowing that hey, there's a chance this season goes bad for Buffalo. Probably not this bad, but there's a chance this season goes bad for Buffalo. I want to have some control over where I go with the, at the deadline if I do. So you sign yeah. that contract knowing I want to be able to sort of have a say in where the next stop is. So he had his say, and it was Boston. So I think that the people who were – and I was among them – the people who were saying, what the hell are you doing, Kevin Adams? I think when you get that information, you realize, oh, Kevin Adams may have traded Taylor Hall to the only spot Taylor Hall was willing to go. Mm-hmm. So if you're the Bruins, you're like, we're not giving you a first. You'll take the second or nothing. <laughs> yeah, you'll, get, you'll take the second and like it. <laughs> exactly. Classic, yeah. <laughs> so if another team, Taylor Hall, was interested, if the New York Islanders had made the best offer, and they were talking to Buffalo, mm-hmm. I think Taylor Hall might have gone to the New York Islanders. If the Leafs had made the best offer, I think Taylor Hall might have gone to the Leafs. But I don't think Taylor Hall necessarily wanted to do Vegas or mm-hmm. necessarily wanted to do... I don't, uh, think he, I don't think he wanted to do the Leafs. I, I, yeah. I'll just say, I don't think he, I don't think he, I, like, from what we see about Taylor Hall, I think he was like, I had my time in Edmonton and I'm not doing a Canadian market again. That's right, fair. So, now, I, yeah. I think, now, now, maybe he, that's probably exactly what he thought. I think mm-hmm. that it would have gone differently from a media perspective for this reason. Taylor mm-hmm. Hall would have been the fifth best forward in the league. True. Yeah. Now that, now that, the exact thing that you just said there is the reason he definitely should have at least been thinking about it, right? Like, yeah. like no, he definitely should not have. He should not have outright dismissed the Toronto Maple Leafs. It appears as though the Leafs weren't that interested. So yeah. I think it was I, a situation where if they're like, okay, maybe, maybe if the Le- if if they knew that the price was going to be a second, then maybe mm-hmm. they would have at least thought about it a little bit more. But I don't know if that's something that became obvious until they had done the Felino thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, even then, maybe Hall didn't want to go to Toronto. We knew he wanted to go to Boston. We know he, there's a 
good chance he didn't want to go anywhere in the West. Uh, the Islanders, from what I understand, this, Elliot Friedman reported this, that he might have been willing to think a little about the Islanders, but Boston was the spot he wanted. So mm-hmm. uh, that's why the Sabres did what they did, because they were just thinking to themselves, we should take this second now, because if the game of musical chairs has a couple of chairs taken away tomorrow, there's nothing stopping Don Sweeney from saying, well, we'll give you a third now. You know what I mean? Like, take the second while you can get it, because... If you're the Bruins and you're thinking to yourself, oh, okay, Vegas goes out and gets Yanmark, so their cap space is done, even if Taylor wants to go there, and other moves start happening, if you're the Bruins, you're like, well, okay, you can have a fourth for Taylor Hall, because we know this is the only spot he's willing to go. So I think I think that's why Buffalo does the second at midnight, was because they're like, well, wait a minute, this offer could get worse. It's not going to get better, and it might get worse. Yeah, I, I just, I'll be honest, I, I never really understood why the Leafs, I mean, to, the Leafs going after Taylor Hall, to me, when those rumors were floating, were were just kind of, I'm like, I don't get it, because I don't think the Leafs need another forward, but I understand the allure of just being like, let's just super team it. And yeah, here's, here's why I thought the Taylor Hall made, thing made sense for Toronto. Mm-hmm. So, this is how you build your team, you, like, you do what the... Uh, uh, 16 and 17 Penguins did. Because remember, the like, well, not so much the 17 Penguins, mm-hmm. but 16 Penguins, they had that third line. Kessel, Bonino. The HBK and, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kessel, Bonino, and Hagman. Mm-hmm. And because the, the best two defense pairings and the best two forward lines always obviously had to go out against Crosby and Malkin, mm-hmm. that HBK line just feasted on teams. Yeah, that was the year that, uh, and I've said this a uh, hundred times on this podcast, and I'll say it again. That was the year Phil Kessel should have been the Conn Smythe winner. Phil Kessel should have won the Conn Smythe. That's and right. yeah, if if not for the existence of Sidney Crosby, uh, a Hall of Famer that he is, um, and and potentially on the Mount Rushmore of greatest hockey players of all time, Sidney Crosby, it would have been Phil Kessel. Yeah, I also think that there is a chance because remember that vote was close. There's mm-hmm. a chance. Uh, Phil was nicer to some of the reporters in Toronto. Maybe that's not something that would have happened. Maybe would have won that award. Those now, Toronto reporters that. always getting the awards right. <laughs> I'm not going to say that for Taylor sure. Taylor Hall. But, uh, but um, you know, there, there's something to be said there. Uh, either way, uh, and 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 who knows which other like maybe maybe like I, I have to look at the the voters again. But maybe there are some Boston reporters that weren't very happy with Phil Kessel. Either way. Uh, he was not necessarily a guy who's well known for uh, uh, being beloved by the media. Put it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil uh, probably should have won the consmite, but I thought that's what that that's what the model could have been for the Leafs, which is yeah, we're gonna have these top mm-hmm. two lines, and there's you know there's superstars on there, um, but then our third line is gonna come over the boards, and we've got like a generational offensive talent there too. So good luck. Yeah. Like I because th- like if you look at the defense that the Penguins had that year, it wasn't that particular? It, it was trash, if I remember correctly. And Latang was hurt. Like it was just yeah. not particularly good. But their their thought process was, we're just going to make sure our forwards have the puck all the time, and they did. And that that third line was a big part of that. So you gave them the nice zone starts, and you didn't put them up against the the star players. And those, that third line feasted on people. And I think that's what the Leafs could have done here. They've decided to go the other way. What the Leafs have decided to do here is. Yeah, we're going to toss out a third line of Nick Foligno and Riley Nash, or maybe it's a fourth line, Nick Foligno, Riley Nash, and Alex Kerfoot. And this is going to be a really, really good defensive line. And we're going to try to just neutralize your best guys and wear them out. And then when your best guys come off the ice, uh-oh, here comes Austin Matthews. Uh-oh, here comes John Tavares. So the, the Leafs have decided to go the other way. We'll see if it works. I just thought the hallway, which admittedly would have been more challenging from a cap perspective. I thought the hallway, uh, we've seen that work in, in, in the recent past. So mm-hmm. they did what they did. We'll see if it works out. I mean, here are the defensemen of the of the 2017 Stanley Cup winning Pittsburgh Penguins. Ian Cole, solid, solid defender at the time. And then after that, we're looking at like... Chris Letang, obviously, who was hurt, but then it's like Ron Hain- Ron Ron Hainsey, Oli Mata, you know, Justin Schultz, Mark Streit, like like yeah. Because yeah, if you look through the years, everyone always says, "Oh, you have to have that big horse. You have to have that that legit bona fide number one defenseman." Yeah. But the the argument against that in the cap era is the Pittsburgh, the only team that's won twice in a row in the cap era. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Now, of course, the. the 
the, that, that argument cuts two ways because you say to yourself, you say, well, yeah, the, what, what you need, you don't necessarily need the, the big hulky defenseman. You, you, you just, you know, do what the 2016 and 2017 Penguins did. And then the response to that is, oh, do you have two Hall of Fame centers in their prime? <laughs> now, might. Yeah. The might. So, absolutely. There's, 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 but most teams. You got are, one for sure. You got one yeah. for sure. And, and. Well, I, I, I think that if they continue on current trajectories, I think both of those guys are going to be in the Hall of Fame. For oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, should Austin Matthews be the Hart Trophy winner this year, or is it still no. Connor McDavid for you? He's, Austin Matthews should finish second. Okay. I think mm-hmm. so. Uh, here's what I would say for a Hart Trophy ballot that makes sense: mm-hmm. one McDavid, two Matthews, three, four, and five. There's about mm-hmm. ten guys that you could put on there, and I'm not going to be argumentative. Yeah, but mm-hmm. your one and two should be McDavid and Matthews, and I think that I think so too. Mad, yeah. You're thinking too hard. And McDavid's going to earn. Matthews is going to get the Art Ross. So he has, yeah. he has Marner. Yeah, give, give McDavid the Art Ross. Give Matthews the the Rocket Richard. Everyone's going to get their hardware. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're thinking too hard if those guys aren't your first and second choices. Yeah, I agree on this particular. Like, well, said the other day, like, well, McDavid has a superstar with him, and Matthews a superstar with him. Which true, sure. Who are you going to give it to then? Nathan McKinnon, he's on a fucking loaded roster. Yeah, like, no, it's it's not McKinnon this year. Like McKinnon is the like well the third the three best players in the National Hockey League, and this cannot be debated. And 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 I'm setting aside Sidney Crosby at, at the age that he is I think right now. Fourth. I think Crosby. He's fourth. absolutely fourth. He's absolutely yeah. fourth. And with and, and well, here's how I'll say this. Without this cannot be debated. McDavid, and this is in no order. McDavid, Matthews. McKinnon, those are the three best guys with the legacy of Sidney Crosby hovering over those three particular gentlemen, right? That is that is the situation. So the Mount Rushmore of hockey players right now, McKinnon, McDavid, Matthews, Crosby. That is it. And the fact that it's still Crosby is fucking incredible. Yeah. Yeah. He's, but I think he's just going to be one of those guys where his game ages really well because he's Absolutely. always the guy. He's so, he, who, he has the head. His head is never going to go away, right? Further than like, that, like, like – even like you know when he first got in the league, it wasn't like oh man, Crosby's like you know, bla- there goes the blazing speed, which is usually the mm-hmm. first thing to go, right? That's never been the thing with him. Yeah, it's all well, I'm strong on the puck, I'm really smart, I'm tenacious forechecking, like, mm-hmm. and I don't think that stuff's going away. So is he the Sidney Crosby of even you know eighteen nineteen when he had a hundred points? Probably not. Yeah, but he's still really goddamn good at yeah. hockey. Like and, and extrapolated to a full season right now, Sidney Crosby would have 96 points. That's pretty good. Like he's on a 96 point pace if you're playing an 82 game uh, season. So good. Like, like that's good. Like I think mm-hmm. that you know you're, that's that's pretty all right. So yeah, I think he's the fourth best hockey player in the world right now. Still, fifth I think is a fun debate. It's probably Patrick Kane, but I think it's a fun conversation because yeah, what know, a resurgence he's had this year in the Hawks too, right? Like the the Hawks are weirdly going to be like. Someone was arguing about that on Twitter, like, "Oh, Patrick Kane's going to get more MVP votes than Austin Matthews." If the, if the Blackhawks make the playoffs, that is not true. Uh, miss the playoffs, yeah, no. that's not true. Even no. if they get, I have a hard time justifying that. I understand that the rest of the roster with Chicago was not nearly as good as Toronto's. Not not even close. I understand that to be true. Mm-hmm. But just, like, Matthews... Matthews should get Selkie votes this year, too. That's yeah, it, it would be when... It would be when... when uh, it will be when Gaudette scores, like, 20 goals for the Blackhawks next year. You <laughs> just wait for that, Vancouver fans, because that's that's coming. That's your future right there. Is, well, that is... one's awkward because yeah, I think he was jettisoned out of there because of the Whistler being Abs- situation. Oh, absolutely he was. But I'm telling you, he's going to score 20 goals for the Blackhawks next yeah, year, and, and we're just going to have to sit here and take it. There's a lot of reasons to dunk on Jim Benning. I just think mm-hmm. that if people are mad about that one, it's like, well, there's no, a chance. I know. Just to be true, but there's a chance that guys in that roster are being like, yeah, no, tra- get get, the, get them out of here. So no, yeah, we'll completely yeah. agree. We'll yeah, I, I I just and and like a lot of these aging guys are kind of disproving the old Gretzky theory that the first thing to go is your hands because I, I that, like that like like that's the, that was the thing Gretzky said where Gretzky was like, well, you know, the first thing that goes is your hands, and I'm just like, I don't know, man, because you've had you've had an up close look every time the Leafs play the Habs at Corey Perry this year, and I was say that I, like yeah Corey perry not perry, at, like literally everything but the hands is gone <laughs> exactly right like like Corey perry is like like his legs are shot but when he gets the puck if you're not near him he will deep shit ahead of you and and like put it past you right and it's like yeah, his hands are still silky smooth same with yeah. crosby right where the but legs are everything other than that is probably not nhl caliber but no 
Although you're like that's going to drive you nuts because like Craig, I don't know if you know this, but we're finally going to get this Leafs Habs first time since what seventy yeah. nine or some garbage they keep saying. Uh, like, it's yeah, been, uh, it's 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 been about forty years, so it'll be yeah. Fun. You just you just wait for the first time Corey Perry like acts pretends like he gets shot and then some unsuspecting Leaf is heading to the penalty box for two minutes because the refs fell for it again and you'll just sit there thinking how 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 can you possibly believe this man <laughs> right because that's what happened to me last year <laughs> but uh, you know like that will happen in the first round for the Habs right <laughs> yeah you, you, you definitely should um who's your final four in the NHL Craig uh ooh, that's tough um like it's tough to pre- I, like. I think the team that has the highest odds of being there has to be the Maple Leafs, right? Easily. I, if the if the Maple yeah. Leafs don't, I don't know get if they have the highest cup odds, but don't they have the highest odds of being in the last four? The the easily because the the. the... I know this has been a subject of consternation amongst, uh, you know, Leafs Twitter and stuff, and and they've gone to great lengths to to suss out the 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 stats to prove that it's not necessarily true. But uh, the North Division's a fucking joke. It is an absolute joke. Other than the Toronto Maple Leafs, they're... Like, other than the Maple Leafs... It's like, the fact that McDavid and Matthews and Dreisaitl and, and Marner are all in the top six in scoring, I right. don't think you can attribute that necessarily to the North Division, because if you look at goals per game... No. But, however... But those guys, I think, would be in the top six in scoring no matter what the situation was. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not questioning that. I'm not questioning Austin, Austin Matthews' uh, run at what most likely will be the Rocket Richard, barring any unforeseen circumstances, knock on wood. Um, the... It's just these teams aren't good, man. How many? No. If, if, if that, in the regular, so unless Connor Hellebuck goes on a heater, or yeah. unless Jake Allen goes on a heater, I don't know. Or yeah, Carey Price or Jake Allen go on a heater, right? There's, but, there's and like, no. In seven game series, stuff happens. In seven yeah. game series, stuff happens. It the does. Best always win. Yeah. Um, but, and like the Habs have done this before. You've you've mentioned this. A co- we we mentioned this a couple times in this podcast. The 2009-2010 Washington Capitals were probably the best roster that the of the Capitals during the Ovechkin era. Absolutely. And they got beat in five. Was it six? No, seven. They got beat in seven. Right? Seven. Yeah. Because because Yaroslav Halak, not even Carey Price. You put up yeah. Yeah, Yaroslav Halak, not even Carey Price, went nuts in that series. And then he did the same thing to Crosby and... The other day, uh, the the 96 uh, Penguins-Panthers series, John Mm -hmm. Van Biesburg had a 970 in that series. Yes, yes. Like, probably the second best hockey player who's ever lived, shot 2% in that series. And the Penguins took it to Game 7. Yes. Yeah. So it and, and, was probably a pretty significant territorial advantage in that series. That would, yeah, you know, for like, sure. Oh, Ariel, you scored one goal and you had forty shots or forty-five shots or whatever it is. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Van Beesbrook went on that. Yeah, he was he was he was nuts in that in that uh, Eastern Conference Finals that Darryl year. I remember Dalton that. Shot three percent in that series. Who was in net for this pe- the Penguins? Do you remember off the top of your head Tom in that Barrasso. series? It was, was Brasso, right? Yeah. Like fifteen. Like was, like in nineteen ninety six. That's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but like, I, I I I looked at this two days ago. But like, Brasso was fine in that series. Like, yeah, that was, that, that was not the problem. <laughs> like, <laughs> problem was like, I don't think Mario Lemieux or or Yarmer Yager forgot how to shoot. So I think they just got really unlucky in that particular series. Yeah, and like you said, the series went seven. I I just yeah, the Leafs, the Leafs. I've been, you know, jokingly messaging to all my Leafs friends, including you and stuff, and going like, "Well, you guys got that buy into the final four, <laughs> you know, right? Like, it's, it's, it's this yeah. is like the stars, the stars. No, you never should in hockey, but yeah. yeah. And, and this is this is the thing. If, if if sports books are offering, even if you take off the fact the Leafs are a public team, if sports yeah. books are offering, who is most likely to be there when the last four teams? Like Toronto's the favorite. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And that that like, doesn't necessarily Colorado, mean Stanley Colorado, Cup favorite. Think, you know, they, they, that doesn't mean the Cup favorite, but. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it, it might to a certain extent because, like, obviously you don't want the field them over the field. But mm-hmm. in round two, Colorado mm-hmm. is probably going to play the Vegas Golden Knights, and yeah. I think Colorado is better. But mm-hmm. who the hell knows? Yeah. Vegas and that's going to be Colorado versus Vegas is going to be the favorite series. It, like that's going to that's going to be the favorite series of uh, how do I put this delicately um, of the idiot. Um, of the idiot uh, hockey predictors, Craig, because that is going to be the best series for someone to pretend like they're picking an upset in in an attempt to sound smart. You know, like they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna be like, you know what? 
I'm going to pick the Vegas Golden Knights to beat the to beat the Avalanche in six, and then they're going to make the and then what arguments are they going to make? They're going to make the usual dumb hockey guy arguments. They're going to be like, oh, they got the experience, they're a little bit heavier, and they're going to like they're going to make the Avs work, and they're going to do and that may very well be true, but it will be for so many more reasons than the fact that the Golden Knights will be heavier than the Avalanche because the the Golden Knights are are a damn good hockey team. Like they're they're like I don't know. I've heard some people who think that the two best, you know, the the two Stanley Cup contenders are in the West, and it's the the Abs and the Golden Knights. And I don't like the fact that people keep forgetting that the Tampa Bay Lightning exist. I, I don't, I, you that's know, what, I I don't. What Tampa Bay though is if they don't finish first in their division, mm-hmm. there it might be a tough road. Mm-hmm. But they're in a situation where they may have to play Florida or Carolina, mm-hmm. then yeah. the other one, then yeah. some from the Final Four, like. We always mm. talk about need the short series in there, and I think yeah. Tampa Bay is going to have a hard time finding the short series. Yeah, and so is Col- and that's the other thing is so is Colorado because Colorado's like most likely they're going to have to go through the they're, Blues they're and the Knights. St. Louis, Vegas, Final Four, Stanley Cup. Check. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's that's as hard as a well, flipping. Toronto might be able to get a quick one against Winnipeg or Montreal or Edmonton. <laughs> if Toronto's it's... playing, if if Toronto, I'm here to tell you right now. There is not unless again knock on wood unless people get knocked out of someone's lineup. There is nothing that is going to stop me from saying the Toronto Maple Leafs should be sweeping the Montreal Canadiens. You guys, there, there, like absolutely, I will, I will have the Leafs four, five tops I, if they're playing the Canadiens. Not, I will not be saying. That. I know your Leafs. <laughs> I know your Leafs DNA will not allow you to say that, but I'm here to tell, tell you right now. That I will have the Leafs, and, and if they're playing the Jets, if they're playing the Oilers in round two, I'm gonna have them in five again. And if they're playing the Jets, I'll probably have them in six because I'll give the Jets defense and goaltending enough respect that 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 it'll go to six. But I I don't see like like I don't know the Leafs should the the, the stars have aligned like you would not believe for the Toronto Maple Leafs this year as far as this just like how many honestly how many of the Canadian teams would be in the playoffs? Just based on the way the rosters are constructed in in a, a regular, you think three? Because I got two. I got them and the Oilers squeaking in in the eighth, and then or something like that, and then getting knocked out look, in the first like round. What would have been the um, the Western Conference standings? Mm-hmm. Are we doing like one to eight instead yeah. of that stupid like, three three two like, or whatever the fuck so with the been, wild cards? Like, Winnipeg would finish ahead of the three California teams. So we mm-hmm. so in in the in the old West. Uh, yeah. For the top eight, and then top, so there was fourteen in the oh no fifteen in the west, sixteen in the east. Uh, so you need to finish ahead of seven teams. Winnipeg finished ahead of the three California teams. I think they finished ahead of Arizona. Um, they finished ahead of Calgary. They finished ahead of Vancouver. That's seven. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Like, so three are in. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they they'd be a bubble team for sure. They'd be a yeah. bubble team. Absolutely. But yeah. I think so, definitely finish ahead of the three California teams and definitely finish ahead of Calgary and Vancouver. So you would need them to finish ahead of, you know, Chicago, Arizona, mm-hmm. like one of Chicago, Arizona, Nashville, or Dallas. Uh, just kind of sucks for my abs that they're most likely going to win the President's Trophy and then play like four. And I know they'll, they'll play all Stanley Cup contenders. The first round matchup is going to be against a team that has recently won the Stanley Cup. The roster is littered with Stanley Cup rings. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why they're down there is because the goaltending's been subpar, but all of a sudden mm-hmm. the goaltending's good now. Yeah. Although so if, the if, abs if are... Bennington's still good to go, then St. Louis yeah. is as good as like they're they're a tough tough out. Although the as we squeak, the Colorado Avalanche, who were mentally checked out for a game against the Blues because hours ago they just found out that their Vesna caliber goaltender has COVID. Uh, yeah, they're whooping the Blues four one right now. <laughs> so. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I just I take the the Grubauer thing that got announced today took me about as low as I could go, and then I I, I went for a workout after that to kind of sweat out the poison of that uh, push notification that our Vesna caliber goaltender, who nobody's talking about as a Vesna caliber goaltender, even though only one player has only one goaltender has better numbers than him, and that's Vasilevsky. Um, I think he should I, be. I, I think he'll finish third. I yeah, he's. I think Flurry will finish ahead of him. He's better than Flurry. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. I he's think, I think that's at least a conversation. It's conversation, fine. But uh, I mean, they're gonna settle it on the ice. They're gonna settle it on the ice, unlike uh, much like Broder and Waugh settled it uh, 20 years ago. Um, 
they're they're going to settle it on as, the ice, and as the votes will be in by the time that occurs. True. Oh, I know, I know. But like, I, I, I we we settle these things on the ice sometimes with these with these goaltenders with two pretty evenly matched teams, and uh, it, it, you know, knock on wood, I, I think we're going to get that in in the in the uh, round two. Um. Yeah, I mean that took me about as low as I could go, and then I just started thinking about it, and I'm just like, man, what what what, what kind of curse do the do the abs have like a mini curse here because there was the thing in san jose two years ago where they get they got just completely effed over by that offside call in the game seven and then last year just the slew of injuries that happened so that 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 i would say about that then i gotta go because i gotta put kids to bed. sure insanely uh, overachieving team right yeah well yeah those teams were overachieving but here's what i'll say about that um this could have happened in a month but instead it happened now true yeah and apparently, apparently all the abs, according now, this is according to Adrian Dater, so take this for what it is. But apparently, all the abs got vaccinated today, so you know yeah, we got that going for us, so which is it's nice. Not going to happen next month, based on that. True. Uh, but, the, the only thing uh, I worry about they, is they like Kevin Dubnik. They're gonna, like, like the wheels mm-hmm. are not. Who's playing fall tonight? Off. Yeah. Who's, who's playing tonight? Are, we're going to fall off in the short term by any. So no. He's if he's gone for a week or or two weeks, mm-hmm. they'll be okay. If he gets yeah. a really bad case, that sucks. But mm-hmm. most people who are in his demographic, i.e. elite professional athlete, are yeah. not going to get a really bad case. It just sucks because there was that thing I read today about Jason Tatum being like, you know, I need inhalers and stuff after yeah. games. And I'm just yeah, like, Jesus Christ, now, you know, right? Like, the rule, obviously. But of course you're concerned about that. Of course you're concerned about that. Yeah. Oh, so bad. Uh, so quickly, give me your final four, Craig. Uh, the Leafs, I think, uh, mm-hmm. are obviously the most likely team. Uh, I think yep. Colorado is the most likely team to win the uh, win The West. The West. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Tampa Bay is the most. They've got a tough road. I, I really like Carolina. Carolina's a nice team, but Tampa yeah. Bay is the most likely to win uh, uh, to win the Central. And then I for the Tampa. East, I think I think it's I think it's Washington. Yeah, I think so. so I, uh, it's either Washington or the Islanders for me. Yeah, I think it's either Washington or the Islanders. I think Pittsburgh's really so good. Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's, that's true. Pittsburgh. Could happen. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I mean. They're, they're plugging along here without Malkin. Like, you get him back in there all of a sudden, I think they're going to be fine. Just look at this potential round two, though. Abs Lightning. Uh, Hurricanes Lightning. Yep. Capitals Penguins. And if if sports that had their way, they would have Leafs versus McDavid and the Oilers. Yes, that's what, absolutely glorious. what they would want. Yeah, glorious. Now, um, people would like that. One thing I want to say about the NFL draft, we don't have to get into it. Before we get out of here, Craig, I just want this in the in the ether of of space before I, I we get out of here. I don't like whatsoever that we're doing that thing again with Justin Fields. I I, I, I don't. I, I've got a hot take. I hate I'm it. Actually, I'm 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 feeling pretty good about it. I know, but because like, may, he may fall to the Broncos, I just <laughs> yeah. don't like that we're doing all of that bullshit black quarterback. Bullshit. I said bullshit twice, and I don't care. I don't like that we're doing all that black quarterback BS again with Justin Fields. He's clearly the second best quarterback in this draft, yeah. and and I just and he's gonna go like like fourth. Mac Jones is gonna get drafted before uh, before Justin I, Fields. Like, going ahead of him makes sense. And here's the thing: if you think that Trey Lance has more upside than Justin Fields, I'm willing to accept that argument. Maybe I don't know. I I I, I, I that's not how I would go if I were picking. Mm-hmm. Trey would, Lance, like, I'll listen to Zach Wilson and Mac Jones. I will absolutely I, not listen to. I, right, and, and like you and I are complete agreement there. Yeah. Um So if Denver is able to get Justin Fields, I'm going to be there. sure. I would love it. I would. Lo- I was going to say. Let me quickly look it up. What ticket do I have? What are the Broncos? Sixty to one. I got. I have a Broncos ticket. <laughs> is is my point? I, if, I, if I Justin Fields is good. Year one. They're they're like. The rest of the yeah. roster is good enough to win. The yeah, if if, if they if Justin Fields drops to them and then he is very good, then I will be, you know, quite. Then I'll, I'll probably be able to sell that ticket in like week ten or something like that. That that'll likely be be my move. I'll sell that ticket on the secondary market if it's there. But uh, here's hoping. Uh, anyway, uh, crossover podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossover podcast and itunes.com. We're uh, please rate and subscribe five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the crossover podcast. We're also on Google play, Spotify and Stitcher. So listen to us there and uh, pump up our numbers on 
that particular website. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do next week. We're in a little bit of an impasse because next week, because the week after is when all the stuff goes down, Craig, because the week after will be the last episode of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and the NFL Draft. So maybe we take a week off next week and then come back with a, with a double podcast next week uh, after Falcon and Winter Soldier and the NFL Draft are both over. So maybe, so maybe we do a double podcast uh the the week after taking a week off we'll 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 see but have you been enjoying falcon winter soldier so far i'm i I think it's a great show i yeah i love it i might get even well not not quite as much as wandavision but i'm really yeah i was just gonna ask you that and and they're two completely different shows but the the, you have to sort of compare them because that's just they're they're the only two marvel shows that come out there's nothing else to compare them to because you're not going to compare them to the dccw shows because they're just completely different monsters but uh yeah they they've both been very enjoyable. This one a bit more fun off the get go. The amount of money they're able to spend on the action sequences in this, like the opening action sequence of the first episode, that's like if if you and I were running a twenty two episode show, that would be our year's yearly budget <laughs> they spent in the first episode of that show in the first action sequence. Well, insane. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Craig Needles, thanks for doing this, as always. Uh, great time figuring out this, the 2021 Springfield Isotopes with you. And uh, take care. Good luck to your Maple Leafs going forward. And uh, hopefully uh, we, we somehow don't end up with the friendship ruining uh, Avalanche <laughs> Leafs Stanley Cup Finals. It'd be too much. It'd be too much. It'd be too much. Uh, but uh, all right. Have a good one, man. Take care. And we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Park. 